So therapy tends to be concerned with the question of why is this happening? Coaching tends to be concerned with what are you going to create in the future? Welcome to Your Brain on Trauma, where we share science-based tools to heal from childhood traumas so you can let go of patterns that might be holding you back, have better relationships, and pass on a legacy that you're proud of. I'm your host, Dr. Kavita Sun. I'm a Harvard-trained psychiatrist, a trauma recovery coach, and a survivor myself. I'm super honored to have you here. I've got so much to share with you. Let's dive in. Hello, hello. How are you, my friend? How are you today? How's it going? I'm doing all right. I am doing all right. I'm having a pretty relaxed day. I spent this morning uh, working on some content for an upcoming live event that we're going to be doing in March of 2023. So I've been working on that and uh, um, what else? I had a long walk this morning and did some online shopping, (laughs) ordered a new car seat for my four-year-old and just day-to-day stuff like that, puttered around the kitchen, made myself some tea, nice quiet day of feeling calm and alive. So today I wanted to answer a question that I get a lot, a lot. I'm in, I belong to two different worlds, if you will. One is the therapy slash psychiatry world. That's the world that I was trained in. That's my professional identity, and I have a lot of wonderful, brilliant, kind, amazing human beings that I'm fortunate enough to call my friends from that phase of my life. And then as I transitioned to sharing my um, my thoughts, my tools, my expertise online, In the last few years, I've met equally brilliant, amazing, transformational people that I'm in awe of and feel blessed to call my friends in the online coaching world. And so I have, you know, a sort of a foot in each and I love both of them. Part of why my approach is unique is because I'm in both these worlds. So I'm informed by both of these. However, I often get a question from my therapists and psychiatry colleagues saying, why is this coaching becoming such a trend? It's not even regulated. They don't have the proper training. It's dangerous. And why is that being allowed to happen? Right. And then in the coaching world, I hear things about how therapists are, you know, stuck in the dark ages and they only talk about the past and those sort of perspectives. And so I want to answer for you today what I think 
about therapy versus coaching, where I see the contribution of one versus the other, and where I see the overlap. Okay, and this, all of this is my thoughts. So take whatever works for you and leave the rest. This is what I've sort of come to after being in both fields for many, many years and helping other people through that integration of both those worlds that I embody. So therapy is often focused on your analysis, analysis analysis of the why, right? If I had to describe therapy in one sentence, I would say it is an analysis of why you are having the thoughts, feelings, and reactions, and the behaviors, and the relationship struggles that you are having. Why is that happening? And so because we only have the past to analyze, right? When I walk into a therapist's office, they can't look at my future behaviors because it hasn't happened yet. So when we're looking for the why, we necessarily have to look at the past, whether it's the recent past or my childhood. So therapy tends to be concerned with the question of why is this happening? Coaching tends to be concerned with what are you going to create in the future. They also don't have anything in your future to analyze yet, but they use your present thoughts, feelings, and behaviors, and struggles, and potential to help you shape a different future. Now, you can clearly see, as I describe it, the usefulness of both of those approaches in different contexts, right? There is no clear right or wrong as much as proponents of each field will tell you differently. They are, they are very, you know, there's a cultish loyalty to doing it their way. But I can tell you if we took away all the right, wrong and the morality and all of that, these are just two different approaches which are useful. Okay. Another thing that I've seen is that to be in therapy, at least in modern, in modern society, you have to have some sort of diagnosis because many of us have um, insurance and insurance makes you have to have a diagnosis in order to get reimbursed. So the therapist has to work off of a diagnosis that comes from the DSM-4, which is the Diagnostic and uh, Statistical Manual for Mental Health, right? There's nothing, again, there's not right or wrong, but you operate from a different premise when you assume that you have a certain diagnosis, certain label, and your work in therapy is to cleanse yourself somehow off the label. In coaching, there is no label. It is more focused on somebody who is already functioning pretty well and helping them sort of bust through the next layer. It's kind of like the glass ceiling and breaking the glass ceiling kind of thing. The question, though, is where are you, right? Some of us may still need some help 
in order to figure out dysfunctional patterns that we're stuck in. Some of us may have some habits and ways of thinking that need to be shifted, but we're already doing pretty well and we want help to get to the next level. There is no right and wrong about where you are right now. You are where you are. And you pick up the tool that fits for that life stage. Does that make sense? Another big difference, at least the way I approach it, is therapy tends to be supportive, meaning there's unconditional support. And I've done previous podcast episodes on the downside of unconditional support using an experience from my own life. I would check that out if, if at all you haven't. But to me, unconditional safety is crucial. It's vital. But unconditional support doesn't have enough of a challenge in there, right? A lovingly held, safe, little challenge that initiates growth in someone. Because I'm used to thinking a certain way, right? I have my own way of thinking. When I go to a therapist, if there's unconditional support, it's kind of like having a cheerleader. And it feels warm and fuzzy in the moment, but I don't get the benefit of true change. So I think you need unconditional safety and some challenge. Now, with all this said, neither therapy or coaching until very recently has had anything to do with healing the body and the nervous system. Okay. And I think that's a huge disservice because when you don't heal your body, remember your nervous system is partly in your brain, but most of it is in the rest of your body. The entire body has a nervous system as well. So when we only concentrate on our thoughts and the intellect, we are only accessing very little of the potential for healing our nervous system. And neither therapy nor coaching has really, until very recently, accessed and given us tools to be able to work with and heal the neural pathways that has us reacting a certain way that are often embodied and em embedded in the body. That's the difference between thinking differently and being different, okay? Now, the problem, what I think therapy often misses is, as I said, the focus on the body, which has been very, very recently developed. It also misses uh, a lot of the future focus because we get really bogged down sometimes in what happened in the past. And when I say bogged down, I literally mean our present gets bogged down and almost comes to a screeching halt because of our hyper-focus on the past. And another thing about therapy is that it either tends to focus on venting and analysis and supporting, or it tends to be focused on more kind of the CBT approach, which I see as taking new skills and putting them on top of old, 
trauma pathways. It is helpful, right? It is helpful. However, when real triggers happen, when you have huge loss or big things happen, right? When life really hits you, your older pathways are the most more stronger, um, more rehearsed ones in your nervous system. They will always trump the newer tools that you put on top. This is why we find ourselves in therapy all the time, right? It feels a little bit better and then something happens and we're back in whatever struggle we're in. Then we go back into therapy and back and forth and back and forth. What we need to do is we need to remove and dissolve the old trauma pathways and the neural pathways that we picked up throughout life. We need to actually dissolve them and then add the ways of being, thinking, and tools that we want to call into our lives. We can't just slap it on top of the old. Okay. And the last thing I'll say that I find um, sometimes to be a problem with therapy is that the focus is so much on having a problem, quote unquote, that at least for me, I don't know if you can, you know, if this resonates for you or not. But for me, I spent many, many years in and out of therapy. And there were times when I would start thinking about what problem am I going to take to my therapist this week? And I would conjure up a problem. I'm not saying I completely made it up, but things that would not have risen to the point of being a problem in my consciousness became problems because I had to find something that I thought I had to bust through and heal in order to be okay, right? That was the only doorway for the life I wanted. So I had to create that doorway every time. So this is, you know, there's so much gifts in therapy, but these are the things that I think therapy misses. And then with the coaching world, the coaching world also misses a body focus, right? It misses a rigorous scientific process. There isn't much research. There isn't a rigorous scientific process. There's no um, governing agencies, which is a problem because you can literally just advise a few friends about something and call yourself a coach, Right? It also has a little bit of the pull yourself up by the bootstraps kind of approach. And in my opinion, this can maintain the upper hand of those who have had access throughout their lives to a certain way of thinking, certain um, access to resources, life experiences, language patterns. It favors the people who already have an upper hand. And in doing so, it disadvantages other people who may not have the wherewithal because they weren't born in families or economic situations or political situations or thinking capability, intellectual capacities that allowed them to be a part of the coaching elite in a way. This is not to say that all coaching models are like this, but it is something to keep in mind 
if we want to make sure diversity and inclusion is a big part of how we approach mental health in the world. And the last thing I'll say is very, very few, almost, I would say less than 0.001% of the coaching that's available out there is trauma-focused. The problem with this is trauma is rampant, whether it is big traumas or whether it is just a series of experiences where you felt dismissed, not seen, not good enough, didn't feel like you belonged, didn't matter, right? Because trauma is something that almost everybody carries within them, when your trauma is something that you can't quite just swallow and forget, right? It might not be huge trauma, but it's added up enough that it's affecting your life. Then the coaching world, and it's pull yourself up by your bootstraps. If you really wanted it, you change. That sort of maxim can feel very intimidating and shaming of trauma survivors. This one, I feel very strongly about. I mean, clearly, I am a trauma-informed coach. That I think is, it should be illegal to do any form of mental health work without trauma-focused approach, in my opinion. So that's, these are all the things that I think coaching needs to really tighten up and up their game about. As a side note, and I'll do a whole episode on this another time, but as a side note, I want to say medications can be life-saving. I do not have the, um, the mindset that you can fix everything just by medications, but I also am not of the mindset that, you know, if you thought differently and behaved differently, you wouldn't need medications. I actually think when things are really, really um, feeling very hard and stuck, then medications can actually give you a little window, a little relief. It helps you think more like yourself. Enough, if you then use that window that medication opens up, to do the healing work, to do the real work, to do the hard work, I should say, right? Medications can be life-saving in that way, but they're not enough to create a thriving life, a healed life. They are the first sort of like the foundation. It can be the foundation for some people to even contemplate having space in their mind to be able to do this work. Now, having said all this, people often ask me, which is better? And I want to tell you, I answer it by asking them three questions. Number one, how functional are you in your day-to-day life, right? If you're able to keep up at least a part-time job and you're able to um, 
sort of mingle out in society. You know, you're able to go shopping, you're able to get groceries, you're able to have a bank account, you're able to have a few friendships, right? If you are functioning and you um, have done the work of at least looking at your wounds, you may be still struggling, you may be still feeling trapped, you may be still sort of um, not moving forward the way you want, but you have looked at the wounds, it's not total news to you, and you are functioning, then I think coaching is the one that can help you move to the next level. Okay? The second question I ask is, what do you want? Right? Do you want to become the best version of yourself or do you want relief? And number three, how quickly do you want it, right? So those are the three questions I want you to ask yourself if you're wondering, should I get a therapist or a coach? Maybe you've already had many, many of my clients have been in and out of therapy for years, right? So that may be you as well. You may have had therapy on and off. But at this point, if you're wondering, should I get a therapist or a coach? Ask yourself, how functional am I? What do I want? And how quickly do I want it? The way I approach this work with my clients is actually by combining the best of therapy and coaching, right? I actually think each one has potent tools that can change the direction of someone's life. But I also, as I described earlier in the podcast, I also think each one is missing certain approaches. And so for me, the most potent, the most efficient, and the most lasting healing and change and growth comes from the overlap between therapy and coaching. And that is what I help my clients with. The tools that I've created and the tools that I share with my clients are a combination of both because I think we need some way to even know how to approach our old wounds and heal them and provide some relief and release and then helps you thrive and create the life you most want. We need models that incorporate both. That's my sincere belief right? So if you only have access to one or the other, take it, right? It's better than nothing because either one introduces you to the concept of even thinking about your thinking, which is the very beginning of self-awareness. So if you only have access to one or the other, take it. But the best approach, in my opinion, is to combine the best of both. That's where magic happens. That's where it alchemizes into complete and permanent thriving. And that's my mission because I was able to, through two decades of trial and error, create that for myself. And my passion and my mission is to pass that on 
to as many human beings as possible before my time on this earth is over. So, my friend, I hope you found that helpful. I hope you found that empowering and um, clarifying. And if you have any questions about where you are right now, anything you're grappling with, anything that you want me to take on as a topic and discuss in this podcast and future episodes, just send me a private message on Facebook, right? Just send me a message with a question or with suggestion of future episodes. You can also just put it in the review section in Apple Podcasts. On a separate note, if you found this helpful, if you found any of the episodes helpful, please give us a review. Reviews are podcast gold. They help us reach more people. People that this might be exactly what they need that day. And I can't reach all of them, but you can help me pass pass on the tools. So I really appreciate that. Thank you. I love you. Always, always, always. You are loved. You are seen. You matter. Take care, and I'll talk to you in a few days. Hi, my friend. If you found this episode helpful, come join us in our free Facebook group called Your Brain on Trauma. The link is in the show notes and there is a whole community there of women just like you who are on this sacred healing journey. We cannot heal in isolation. We need community. And that's what we have in our free Facebook group. I'll see you there.